0: Hey, would you turn to John chapter 13? How about we get to the Bible? You good with that? John chapter 13, and we have been in a, what I keep calling unofficial, but I feel like by the fifth time you're preaching about it, it becomes official. Um, isn't that like common law marriage? Like if you say it three times, you're married. Um, hello, welcome to Texas, y'all. And um, But we, uh, we are in John chapter 13. We've been in a bit of a series about being one. And I love what uh, Pastor Shane shared just a minute ago, that we are one, unity, unity. And uh and and Shane and Talisha are right. We'll push you to your limits. That's where growth happens. We're in the tension of I'm not sure I can do this, and yeah, I'm gonna give it a go anyways. Um that's where the disciples were made in the moments where they tried to heal someone and it didn't work, and Jesus goes, Okay, you didn't do it quite right, let me but you can give it another go. Hello. That's Jesus. He still sent them into the world, even after they failed. Just just let that sit for a second. Some of y'all keep disqualifying yourself because you didn't get it right the first time. As though God is not an author and knows what rough drafts are for. It doesn't always work exactly the way you thought it would, but he will still send you because it isn't up to you anyways, is it? It's his strength. It's his power. It's his purpose. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess, even if you mess something up. So, I want to encourage you. That doesn't give you, a, that doesn't let you, oh, well, I guess now I got to do nothing. No, no, no. We are co laborers with Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I love the fight for unity. And so, yeah, Shane, Shane didn't say anything, but I did that to Brad last week, too. So if you come to Team Huddle, be ready. Um, but we aren't here to try to be perfect. So, what we're saying is Shane found out like 45 minutes before service, not even, no, like 15 minutes, 10, 10 minutes before service. Five, five minutes. How about he found out right before he came up here uh, that he was gonna share. And I I just think we are not trying to be perfect up here. We, we have a world who tries to make you perfect, or the world who tries to only post perfect pictures. And I feel like you don't learn anything that way. You learn things through, you learn things through trying and failing and trying again. And it, you, if you don't have mistakes, you can't learn from them. And, uh, and so I love it. And I'm not saying you made a mistake. I'm just saying, uh, like, let's give it a go. I thought you did a phenomenal job. John chapter 13. Let's get into the Bible. We only got a few minutes here anyways. And I'm really excited about this one. This is actually where I thought I was going to start the series. We've waited four or five weeks to get into it. John chapter 13, verse 1. Before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. Now, by the time of supper, the the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God and that he was going back to God. So he got up from supper, laid aside his robe, took up a towel and tied it around himself. Next, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I'm doing, you don't understand now, but afterward, you will know. You will never wash my feet ever, Peter said. Jesus replied, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. I cannot call you my own. Verse 9, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Lord, you can't wash my feet. Well, you have to. Well, okay, then give me a bath. Verse 10, this is Peter, man. One who has bathed, Jesus said, doesn't need to wash anything except his feet, but he is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you, with a side look at Judas. For he knew who would betray him. This is why he said, you are not all clean. When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his robe, he reclined again and said to them, do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord. This is well said, for I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, everybody say example, Example. that you also should do just as I have done for you. It's good. I want to talk to you today about the fundamentals of foot washing, the fundamentals of foot washing. Let me pray and let you think about that for a minute. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Speak everything you want to say. Anything that's set up here that was not from you, let it be erased. Let the things that are meant for every person here. And I know everyone here might hear things a little bit differently. And I pray that it is specific and purposeful for them. I pray that we walk out of here seeing a little more of Jesus in us. So that the streets and hearts of Fort Worth can see Jesus. So we thank you for today. We thank you for these next few minutes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to preface this word by telling you I will not be bringing a basin up onto the stage and making one random poor person come up here and let me wash their feet, okay? That is not going to happen. Instead, I've decided to get everyone a basin. Ushers, could you bring those out? now? <laughs> and we're going to have you wash each other's feet because I don't want to touch any of y'all's feet. Um, some of you are still on basin. What is a basin? I'm not even sure what a basin is, right? Some of you are still, still stuck there. I do want to talk to you. I've, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm, I'm glad it, I waited, because I think if I had preached it when I thought I was going to preach it, I would not have understood it. I would not, it would not have made sense to me the way it does now. And, and I know I'm sure there's probably more to it, and I'm sure there's more for me to learn from it, but, um, but I think it matters. I think this is really important. The fundamentals of foot washing... Uh, has anybody ever washed anybody's feet anybody have kids or maybe 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 this one maybe you've got a dog right and you see that dog charging we got a doggy door right which is good and bad it means they can go out whenever they want which is awesome I don't have to get up and open the door but it also means they can come right back in you know what I mean and uh right now when it's always raining and my my our backyard is just a puddle. That's all it is right now. And it's at the bottom of kind of a hill. So it's just, it's just mud. And so when the dog runs outside uh, to, you know, to do her business, she runs back in the house and we put a little towel there. But if it's too muddy, what do I got to do? I got to, like the first thing, I got to stop her. I got to wipe off her feet. I got to clean off her feet Right. Or maybe some of your kids have run inside the house and you all of a sudden notice something on the floor that was not there before they ran in the house. Maybe some of you have done this and you look back and all over your rug or all over your floor is some kind of like dark state. Like you don't know what it, you thought at first. Maybe it was a design, but it's actually no, no, no. That is footsteps, you know, walking along and you have to go back and find the shoe or the foot that it belongs to. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you have to find the thing that, that is causing the stain across your whole house, right? Some of you go so far as to make people take off their shoes before they walk in your house or right when they walk in your house. And I think that is, there are some pros and there are some cons to that. Right? We can have that argument later. But the idea that we don't want something tracked through our house. I don't know if you washed somebody's feet. And, and, and in this culture, this would have been a normal thing for someone to wash the feet of the guest of the home. Rarely was it the prime guest. Rarely was it the person who everybody wanted to hear speak or talk. It wasn't the keynote. It wasn't the, the guest of honor. Rarely was it that person. But Jesus, and there was something really, really secure in this moment, because I don't know if you noticed, the first few verses are telling us what? That Jesus knew who he was. And this is right around, Jesus has done all the earthly ministry, he's had the moments with the disciples. John 13 through 17 are really all about Jesus preparing to go, preparing to give his life for many people, preparing to give his life for us. And so it says here that God... He knew who God had created him to be. He knew who God had made him to be on the earth. He knew who God had made him, what the mission God had given him. He knew what it was. He knew who he was. He knew what was going on. And because he knew who he was, he didn't care who other people saw him as. And so he had no issue serving them. See, I think sometimes the reason we have a tough time serving people is an identity issue. If we don't have the title or if we don't have the nameplate or we don't have the thing on the door as people walk in your office, then we have a tough time serving people, loving people. And what Jesus is trying to get across here is no matter who you think I am, I know who I am. And it does not matter what you think I am or who you think I am. I'm going to do what I do because I know who I am. And in that, he was freed up to actually take off the robe that signified something of who he was, put on a towel which would have represented the servant in the home, and get down on his knees and begin to wash the feet of his disciples. It's a really powerful statement. And maybe some of you have heard someone talk about this idea of washing someone's feet. And, and I, but I think there's a bent to this and there's a purpose to this that's even a little more different, a little more powerful, actually. I think a little more uh, applicable to our lives than even the way we typically hear this message. And so he goes along beginning to wash people's feet. And then Jesus gets to Peter right? And he gets to Peter, and Peter has watched Jesus, and I don't know how many of the disciples up to this point, but he's watched Jesus wash the feet of his friends. He's watched it happen. He only objects when it gets to him. That's how you know this is not an issue of, I love you, Jesus. This is actually an issue of his own humility and his own pride in who he was. Because if he really cared about Jesus washing people's feet, he would have said right from the very jump, hey, you can't wash our feet. This is one of those moments of someone going, I am the most exceptionally humble person you have ever met in your life. This is one of those moments. Yeah. And, and don't look at Peter like he's some ch- Like he is, this is kind of us. You have to be thankful for Peter because Peter shows you what imperfection looks like sometimes. And yet Jesus still commissions him, doesn't he? Yeah. And so Peter goes, no, 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 you can't wash my feet. And Jesus goes, you don't understand what I'm doing right now, but I, I kind of need to do this. I kind of need to do this because if you, if you don't let me do this, you can't be a part of what I'm doing. You can't be part of this movement. You can't be part of what's about to happen if you don't let me wash your feet, which is a reminder that his righteousness and his grace and his forgiveness and who he is and what he wants to do in your life is not something you achieve. It is something you receive. You cannot try to strive for the things God wants to do in your life. You must, you must surrender your life that he might produce it in you. That does not mean there is no effort here. It does not mean that there is no work here. But it is not a work that is done uh, 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 from you. It is a work that is done in you. We miss it oftentimes because we're trying to work something out here with my hands. And God's trying to work something in here on our hearts. I'm giving you tweetable things right now. Just happens. It's in the DNA. Just talk to my dad for 10 minutes and you will get some one-liners. It just runs in the blood. And here Jesus is trying to show something to these guys who are about to take this message, this good news, this gospel, and Peter is going, no, you can't wash my feet. And Jesus, not allowing Peter to to own the thing, not allowing Peter to disrupt it, not allowing Peter to derail it, says, no, 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 if you don't let me do this, you can't be a part of what I'm doing. So then Peter goes the opposite direction, right, right? Peter goes from, no, that is too much, Jesus. You can't, no, it's too much. Don't do this. To, oh, you know what? No, that's too little. That's not enough. You need to just, just all of this. Like, you need to take care of all, you need to wash all of this. And Jesus is like, no, this is symbolic, Peter. We're not going there. And his answer actually says something we need to hear. He's not teaching salvation in this moment. He says, you've already got a bath. You've walked with me. You've decided to follow me. You have already been, you have salvation. You don't need, I'm not washing you for salvation's sake. He's already done that. I'm washing because your journey will get messy sometimes. Because the custom was they would walk with most of them either no shoes or, or flip flops. Right? And so their feet would get dirty on dirt roads, not concrete, not dirt roads, and they would walk from one house to the next house, or from the market to the house, or from the temple to the house, wherever they were walking. And when they would get there, they would get down and wash their feet because it was the only thing exposed to the, to the, to the stuff, to the dirt, and to the grime, and not necessarily having a great sewage system. There were other things on the street because it wasn't cars yet. It was donkeys and horses. and all. So there were other things laying about that you might just accident, accidentally step into and so you would wash them that's why you didn't do it as the owner of the home that's why you let a servant do it or you let someone else do it because that wasn't for you you were above that and jesus is just just ripping that paradigm apart he's saying i, I am not so perfect as to not touch your stuff i'm not so perfect that i not he was perfect But you can't ever be, at least in the kingdom of Jesus, so perfect that the dirt is beneath you. You can't be so perfect that you can't touch the failures of people. You can't be so perfect that you can't walk into a home with your disciples with you and sit down with sinners and tax collectors. You can't be so perfect that you can't take the sins of the world, put them on your back, and take them to a cross. You can't, in fact, your perfection is the very thing that equips you and makes you someone who can walk into the mess of someone else's life because it does not matter how people see you. If it does, then you will not serve them. If you are too worried about how people see you, you will worry too much and you will not, you will, you will get so caught up in you. You will leave the house and you will go, oh, I didn't even love them and I didn't even ask them about their life. And I, why? Because you're so preoccupied with who you were in their sight. That's why he's working on your heart. That's why you guard your heart. Because out of your heart flow what? All the issues of life. And so Jesus is washing their feet and Peter goes, no, no, And don't we do that? Don't we, we get salvation and then God forgives us and then we go, you missed a spot. <laughs> and I'm not, maybe for other people or maybe for ourselves, we sit all day long going, God, God I'm just such a failure. I've missed it. I haven't done this right. I missed that part. I didn't do this. Well, I, you missed a spot. I mean, God, you gotta get all of me all over again. You gotta do all that. You gotta redo everything. You missed. In other words, we're saying, Jesus, you didn't do enough. You didn't the cross wasn't enough. Your resurrection was not big enough. I need I need you to add to this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not set apart. No, I need you to do more. And in our own desire to somehow make ourselves feel approved, we actually disapprove what God has already done. In our own desire to somehow feel righteous and work out righteousness and strive for righteousness, we have actually, and that's what Paul says, we have made the cross of Christ mean nothing. The cross did everything. There is nothing more you can do to add to what he has already done. And there's nothing you can do to subtract from it either. It's done and so jesus isn't really talking about salvation he's washing the feet of his disciples and peter needs to receive that the same peter who walked on water needs to receive the washing of feet the same peter who saw the transfiguration still needs jesus to wash his feet the same peter who had preached to people still needs jesus to wash his feet that's still a requirement it's still something it's still mercies that are new every morning not just once in your lifetime They are new every day. You should repeat that to yourself. Every morning you wake up and go, God, your mercy right now is as new as it has ever been in my life. And so he washes their feet. He just keeps washing their feet. Here's Peter asking for a bath. And then Jesus goes into something, and he begins to explain what he's doing. And he says to them, he sits back down, which I love, right, puts his robe back on. Sits back down. He's like, y'all think about that. Y'all think about what you just saw. And he actually says to them, y'all call me teacher and master. He probably didn't say y'all because I don't, I don't know. I don't think that was probably around. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a little upset that I said it. Just a little bit. And he says, he says, he says I, I, you call me master and, and teacher as you should. And if I am your teacher, this is where Jesus gets him right? If I am your teacher... And if I am your master, and if I am the person leading you and showing you how to live your life, then I have just done something for you. I have given you an example. I have done something that you should do for one another. I have given you an example or a sign, and some translations would say the word pattern. I've given you a pattern. It's an interesting word, isn't it? Pattern. When I teach my sons how to play baseball, because I'm good, I guess. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) In fact, I actually go, hey, buddies, can you come show my son how to play baseball? It would be awesome. I don't know how I ended up coaching him this year. But when I show Cason how to throw a baseball, right, when I show him how to do it, I'm not showing him for one throw. I'm showing him an example or a model or a pattern for every throw from here on out. This is where I think we get this, this message wrong sometimes. We make this about one moment where Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He makes it as a pattern that should be repeated over and over and over and over again. So Jesus is going, I've just done something for you. I've given you a pattern of how to be in relationship with one another, to, to, to how to live life with one another. Because I don't know about you, but relationships can be difficult some of you are looking at me right now like you had some relational difficulties this week. Relationships can be hard. That's why when we talk about our core value of fight for unity. Why? Because it is a fight. You ever tried to date or get married or be married? Hi, Brad Mallory. Uh, it, it is not easy to stay in unity. It is, a, it is an effort put forward right? It is, it is us trying to, to make our best, trying to do, and it can be difficult. And the moment I get into relationship, and the moment I try to walk this thing out in relationship, guess what? I get dirty all over again, My feet get dirty. The journey is just a little bit messy. The journey is not clean. It's not easy. It's not simple. It gets a little bit messy. Jesus knew this. Jesus knew. He's washing their feet. And the moment they walk out the house, guess what's going to happen? Their feet are going to get what? Dirty again. So Jesus is not preparing them just for one moment where this is salvation. He's not representing salvation. He's representing a healthy fundamental A pattern that should be repeated everywhere we go. If you try to go after what God has for you, guess what? it's gonna get a little messy. It's gonna get a little bit dirty. The journey is not gonna be clean. The journey's not gonna be simple. It's not gonna all go perfectly. If you try to go from one place to the next place, guess what, you're gonna walk into some things. You're gonna step in some things. You're going to do some things that were not expected. You're going to say some things under your breath at some people. Some of you are going to say some things over your breath at people, I don't know. You're gonna say things to people. Have you ever thought about phrases we say? You're gonna say things to people. You're gonna do things to people. Even people you love that you really want the best for. And things are going to get a little bit dirty. And Jesus goes, hey, I've given you a model or a pattern on how to do this. Whenever you get into relationship, be prepared on a regular basis to wash the feet of people. When you leave here on a Sunday morning, how many of you think your week's going to go perfectly? How many believe everything you do is going to go exactly as you planned it? How many believe that you might just mess some things up? That's where you, yeah, I changed changed the question that time. Some of you got really confused, like, whoa. Jesus knows that. My desire is that you might walk out of here refreshed, renewed, and when you come back next week with some dirt on your feet, you're going to get washed again. When you walk into dinner party with some mess on your feet, you're going to get washed again. Jesus does it so that you might, what does he say? Do this to one another. And not once, as many times as is required, wash somebody's feet. We think this journey of relationship is simple and easy and quick, and we aren't ever going to have to forgive anybody. See, I think this. I think you don't wash, I, like I, when I was just telling you about my dog running back in the house, I don't wash her feet just to clean her of her past. I wash her feet to set her up for her future. I don't want her to walk into my house and mess up what's in my house. I, I want people to have their feet washed, not just so they can cleanse, be cleansed from the past. I want them to be set up for their purpose. I want them to walk into every relationship in every house and be able to walk in with clean feet right? The fundamentals of feet. I want people to walk into our homes at dinner party, walk into our church on a Sunday morning and not feel like they got to tiptoe because their feet are a mess. I want people when they walk in to go, hey, we got this for you. We'll take off the rope. We'll put on the towel. We'll get down on our knees and we will wash your feet because as I have done for you, you should go and do for one another. I want the city of Fort Worth to know C3 Fort Worth as a church that goes, hey, I see that you have some stuff there. You know what? And they're, used, they're ready. They're just ready. They're ready for us to point it out. Looks like you stepped in something. Look, yep, I can see what that is. Yeah, that was, that was Yeah, that was there. I can see that. Oh, yeah, that looks like a little bit of that, and that looks like a little bit of addiction, and that looks like a little bit of offense, and that looks like a little bit of, you shouldn't have said that, and that looks like a little bit of, you really made a mistake there, and that looks like, well, man, you are really a screw-up, and that looks like, man, you are a sinful person, and that looks like a mistake. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. We're going to look at our feet and go, hey, I know how to fix that. In fact, you know what? Just come over here for a second. Let me just, just come over here for a second. I'm just going to wash this off because I believe God has a purpose for you. I believe God has something for you. I believe that there's something for you, and I don't want you to track all that in. Not because I don't like you. It's because I believe more about you. I, I, I believe in your future, so I'm going to take care of your past and your present because as Jesus did for me, I'm going to do for you. I'm going to wash that off your feet because I believe in your future. See, I think forgiveness, so many times we short. Forgiveness, we, we, we short sell all we, oh, we, we, we think forgiveness is forgetting. and we think forgiveness is forgetting. so we, so we kind of do this really think, this thing of like as long as i don 't ever see them again, i won 't have to remember it. So our forgiveness is more like i don 't want to see them ever again. I will sit further away or I just want and I 'm talking in the church, right? but I, what if forgiveness? is not just setting people free of what was, but setting them up for what will be. What if forgiveness is more than forgetting? What if forgiveness is actually a blessing? What if forgiveness is saying, you got this? What if forgiveness is saying, you hurt me, but I love you, and I know you stepped in it, but I'm going to wash that thing off, and I'm going to say, hey, go ahead, let's go, let's do this together. Because relationship looks like people, arm in arm, going, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is, we're going to, you got messy, you went from one house to the next house, and somehow, because we are people, we got messy again, we got dirty, we got something on our feet again, and we're going to wash that off. What if that's what it looked like to be in the church? What if it looked like that? What if relationship looked like that? What if relationship was, I'm going to wash your feet whenever you step in something you shouldn't have stepped in? What if your marriage looked like that? What if 1 Corinthians 13 actually meant something to us? That I will keep no record of wrong. That I will be long-suffering. That I will hope all things, believe all things, endure all things. Because love is that good. And when we don't do that, when we make forgiveness just about forgetting something, then we make other people think that's what it's about. And we make other people go, oh, well, I can forget things too, and I don't need Jesus for that. See, I think this should look so crazy and so audacious and so outside the bounds of what normal things, normal people can do. I, this needs to be much bigger than my ability to forgive you. This needs to be a supernatural thing, and as, as he has patterned it, as he has modeled it, I will do it. That's, this is not about Jesus doing it as much as that's an incredibly powerful image, and I know it. But he even said, what I'm doing here for you is giving you a model, a pattern, a fundamental of doing life in Christ, is that we would wash one another's feet even when you step in it and you shouldn't have done it and you made a mistake. You went after your dream and you failed. Let me wash that off of you. Let's give it another go. Yeah, you got into a relationship and yeah, it got a little messed up. You said some things, you did some things. All right, let me wash that off of you. Let's give it another go. Yeah, you fought some through addiction for the last several years. Yeah, you know what? Let's wash that off of you. Let's give it another go. Hey, come to my house, sit at my table. You don't have to, listen, I'll I'll put the welcome mat out front. You can wipe your feet, but I'll make sure the rest of it gets off your feet. We we have moved from that culture, haven't we? We have moved from a culture of people who are meant to bring people and wash their feet while in our home to saying, hey, could you clean it off before you come in? And the home mat that we have at our front door, it says home on it. It's like, this is my home. Don't mess it up. Such an interesting thing to make people clean their feet while you're Welcome don't bring that in here. The church can feel like that sometimes. Church can can kind of feel like we put out a welcome mat but said make sure before you get in here you wiped your feet off. The church should be a place where someone walks in with everything that they've ever walked through and we say to them, we'll take care of that. We'll take care of that. That's what Jesus was about. That's the whole thing. What does it look like for a church to see Jesus on every street and every heart? It looks like a church full of people who are washing people's feet, who are not judging them according to what they've walked through, but washing their feet of whatever they've walked through and said, I'm willing to give this another go with you. Oh, and just to be clear, I know you'll step in it again. Oh, and just to be clear again, I know I'll step in it again. And let's just make an agreement. Let's just make a decision, a commitment to one another that we will wash each other's feet along the way. That we will not continue to point out where people have missed it, but we will wash it off of them. And say, I believe more about your life. I believe more about what God has done for you. I believe more about what Jesus did for you. And I can see Jesus in you. I can see Jesus in you. You don't need to be perfect to walk in this house. We have to go back to what Jesus said. If, if, if you call me teacher, if you call me master, if you want to do that, you must let me wash your feet. You must allow me to show you my mercy and grace. You must receive it. Don't try to achieve this. You must receive it. And it might have to happen more than once. It might be an everyday thing. Most likely it will be an everyday thing. But never ever let it make you think that you are unqualified for the day you are in. I'm sending you because it is not up to your strength. It's up to mine. I will give you what you need. I will wash your feet. I will prepare you. And for some of us today, whether it be because we just simply haven't received it or because someone has pointed out the mess on our feet, the last church we went to or the last small group we went to or the last talk we had with a Christian. And I'm not saying that they're all bad. I'm just saying I've done it before. We just Sometimes we just get so caught up in what someone's walked through that we forget to remind them of what they can walk into. And we, 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 we need to be that, that person who connects them from where they were to where they can be by washing their feet and going, look, you're ready to go. But for some of us right now, we haven't received it. We've been spending all our time trying to achieve it as though somehow we can add to what Jesus already done on the cross. And the moment we think we can add to what Jesus has done on the cross, we've actually subtracted from what he actually did on the cross. I want you to bow your heads. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for a church that's committed to washing the feet of people, and not just once.